Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. Hey, I'm so glad that you're here today. Today we're kicking off a brand new series. It's called The Domino Effect. And um, see, the thing is that there, there are things that our Heavenly Father wants us to do, and He wants us to do them in the right order. And if we do, then that can have a domino effect. What I mean by that is it can set in motion a chain of events in our lives that can bless us and bless others some far on down the line. And so, you know, like a long train of dominoes, when we do things the way God says, it sets in motion that chain of events. And who knows how far in the distance it can bless someone's life. But when I do things my way, and not God's way, well, then that chain of events will be done happen. For instance, if God says, hey, I want you to do something this way, and I say, no, God, I want to do it my way, that's like taking a domino, that first domino, and pushing it over going my way. See, when I push it over, like, nothing happens. I mean, I, I did something, but it did not set in motion that chain of events that God had in mind. And so for us, we need to do things the way that God says to do things. And this is, this is true in so many areas of life. It's true, it's especially true like in the area of like how you date and who you date. Because wouldn't you agree that how someone dates and who they date, doesn't that set in motion a chain of events that can affect someone their whole life long? Yeah, it's true in how I relate to my spouse. It's true in parenting. It's true in choosing a career. It's true in how I handle conflict with other people and so many other areas. When I do things the way that God says to do things in the order in which God says to do things, then it sets in motion a chain of events, literally a domino effect that it can affect my life and the lives of who knows how many people on down the line. And this is especially true in the area of giving. Because when I do things the way that God says, then it has a domino effect in my life. But if I don't, then that domino effect never starts. For instance, if I take things into my own hands and I do things my way and I say, okay, you know, yeah, God, I know you want me to give, but you know, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that I save some money and I've got some money set aside. Okay. And then I'm also going to make sure that I have some money set aside for retirement and I fund my retirement accounts. And then you know, I got to make sure that I have all my expenses paid and I do that. And then after I do all that, God, that's when I'm going to give to you. And so then you give to God. Well, I didn't do it in the order in which God said to do it. And so, yeah, I gave, but the domino effect that God had in mind, none of that ever happened. It never happens. And so God says to us, he's like, no, no, no. I want you to give first. And if you will trust me by giving first, that sets in motion a domino effect that will affect who knows how many people. Let me show you how this works. Um, When Amy and I first were married, you know, like most married couples, like, you know, we didn't have any money. You know, and in fact, I remember one time, well, actually, and I remember when we first got married at, we, we said to one another, we said, hey, you know what? Even though we don't have any money, 
we're going to make sure that we give the first 10% of our income before taxes to God. And, and so we did. And by the way, we still do. And so anyway, so I remember um, in those early days of being married, I remember one time that um, we literally got down to the end of the month and we had 25 cents in our checking account. Literally 25 cents. <laughs> and I also remember that that night was the night that we had this overwhelming urge to go eat Mexican food. I mean, does that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah, it does. So anyway, and I had, so I, I mean, and so, and we knew we had to do something about it. So anyway, so I looked at Amy and she looked at me and I just said, Hey babe, look, why don't we just go ahead and splurge? Let's just go ahead and we can dip into our savings account just a little bit. I mean, it's for emergencies and I think this counts and you know, it'll, it'll be okay. And so, you know, she just looked at me with those enchilada eyes and I knew that that meant bueno. So anyway, so off we went. So we jumped in the car and we went to Cazadores. Cazadores is that Mexican place that's right by Katie Mall, still one of my very favorite places. It's awesome. And so we went there and we sat down and we ordered and we had a great evening. And then, you know, when the bill came, the waiter said to us, he said, no charge. He said, another family in the restaurant who've already left, they paid for your meal and they just told me to tell you, God bless you. I know. And, and so Amy and I, like, we just, we just looked at each other and we both knew that our meal that night, God allowed it to be paid for because he was just saying to us, thank you for trusting me. See, Amy and I, we could have said, early in our marriage, we could have said, hey, you know what? We're just starting out. Like, we don't have the money to give. We could have said, hey, we need to get out of debt first, and then we can start giving. But we didn't say that. We said, you know what, God? We're going to trust you with our lives. Whether we've got money or not, we're going to trust you. And so that, for us, set in motion a chain of events. And let me tell you about how that, what that chain of events looks like. Um, we knew who paid for our meal because we walked in, we greeted a family that we knew, and we're like, it had to be them. So we called them on the phone later that night on, the, on our way home, and we just told them the story about how we only had 25 cents left our checking account, and, but we're really trusting God, and that, they, that God used them to bless us. And they said, oh my gosh, thank you for telling us that, because we, like, we don't normally do this kind of thing, but we felt like we were supposed to pay for your meal. And now we know why. Thanks for helping us understand how to hear and follow God's voice. And then that got Amy and I to thinking, well, you know what? That blessed us so much. So we need to be, we want to be the kind of people that whenever we see someone in a restaurant, like we want to pay for their meal because who knows what God might want to do in them. And so our practice is, is that whenever we can, if we see somebody that we know, like we'll buy their meal in a restaurant. Now look, if you walk into the restaurant and you see me and Amy sitting there, okay, <laughs> let me just tell you, don't say, let's order appetizers and prime rib, baby, because you think I'm going to pay, all right? No, 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 no. I said, if I can, all right? You might get stuck with a big bill, all right? But, but, but again, Amy and I, we've done that many times. 
And, and who knows what kind of domino effect that's had in those people's lives and who knows how many times they have paid it forward, right? And then I think about, um, I think about just the people that are listening today. Think about how those that are listening today might say, you know what, that's something that I'm going to do and I'm going to start paying it forward. And who knows what kind of generosity that might unlock in someone's heart. You know, my, my point is, is that it all started with Amy and I making a key decision that we were going to trust God with our giving, no matter what. And that started a chain of events that's affected so many people's lives. And I'm still talking about it more than 10 years after it happened. Right? So I'm telling you, this is such a big deal. Now, let me so what, what I'm saying is that this domino effect, basically, it goes farther and impacts more people than we could have ever imagined, okay? So let me time out, and let me talk to, briefly to two groups of people in, that are in the room today that are listening to me today. First, if you're a guest with us here today, and this is your first time to come to Parkway Fellowship, and you are thinking, oh my gosh, we have come on a day he's talking about money. Oh, okay, look. I'm going to start fake coughing, and we're going to make a run for the door, all right? But grab a donut on the way out, all right? Look, before you have to get all dramatic about it, all right, and have to start this coughing attack, let me just, let me just say this to you. If you're a guest with us today, there is no expectation that you give a thing, okay? So pressure is off for you, okay? Um, you don't need to get, don't worry about that. Don't even think about that. In fact, it's really a good thing that you're here today because now you can hear what God says and what God promises about giving with no pressure to give. Now, for those of you that have been here for a while and you're starting to feel a little funny because we're talking about money. Yeah. To you, let me just say this, okay? If that's you and you're starting to like feel anxious and starting to feel a little tension, relax, okay? You don't have to give anything today, all right? Pressure is off for you as well. In fact, the only thing I'm going to ask you to do is to make a commitment to come to all three weeks of this series. There's only three weeks, a short series. Come all three weeks of this series because don't you want to at least hear what God has to say about giving before you make a decision? Don't you want to know what all of what God says about giving? Don't you want to at least have all of the facts before you make a decision about what you do? And if at the end you decide not to give anything, that's fine. That's between you and God. But don't you at least want to know it all before you make that kind of a decision? Because here's the thing. I truly believe that God can do more with $5 given by a child with a pure heart than he can with $5,000 given by a CEO with a stingy heart. And the reason I know that is because of our main passage we're going to look at today. So go ahead and pull out your message notes. Let's look at this first passage of Scripture. It's found in Mark chapter 12, beginning verse 41. The Bible says this. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and watch the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Okay, pause right there. I, honestly, I think it's interesting that Jesus parks himself opposite the place where he could see everybody putting money into the temple treasury and he could see exactly what they're putting in. And so you know what that means? That means God knows what you give. He does. He knows what you give. Listen, and if you are sacrificing to give, God sees that. 
He sees your amount of trust. He sees what you give. He sees the sacrifices you make. He sees it. Let's move on. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him. And look, and I believe at this point, Jesus, he stands up because then he calls his disciples to him. He's like, hey, guys, guys, look at this. And I think that Jesus stood up because what this lady did was so astounding, was so impressive, was so unexpected, so significant that it commanded Jesus's full attention. And so he stands up almost to honor her sacrifice. And then look what he says. Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Now, we learned two key truths out of this passage, and here's the first one. This is your first film of the morning, okay? The first key thing we learned is this. It's not the amount of money, but the amount of trust that matters. It's not the amount of money. It's the amount of trust that matters. See, all the people that day, like they thought the, the amount of money is what mattered. And so they were putting large amounts of money in and making sure that people could see how much money they were putting in because they were trying to impress other people and they were trying to impress God. But, but God wasn't impressed because what they gave, even though it was large amounts, it only represented a fraction of what they had. But then this poor widow comes along and she only puts in a tiny little amount, but it represents all of what she had. So her trust in God was huge. And it caused Jesus to stand up and take notice of what she did that day. Because look, it's not the amount of money. It's the amount of trust. That's what matters. So and so, by the way, let me ask you a question. Do you think God provided for this widow after that? I mean, she put in everything she had. Do you, does anybody here really think that God let that woman starve to death? That God was up in heaven and goes, well, you shouldn't have done that. I mean, well, now what are you going to do? I mean, does anybody? No, of course not. Now, the Bible doesn't go on to tell us exactly how God provided us, but provided for her. But the implication is, is that he did and that she was fine. Okay? So, think about your own life, okay? Look, you might be sitting here thinking today, I, I, I can't give. I, we're just starting out in life. We've got too much debt. We can't afford to give. Look, I promise you, look, I have been there before. Amy and I have been there 25 cents in our checking account. Look, but you don't understand. It's not the amount of money that matters. It's the amount of trust that you have in God. See, and when you give, especially when you tithe, and we'll talk about that in just a second, you show God the amount of trust you genuinely have in him. And if you believe that God took care of that widow, don't you believe that he'll take care of you too? Of course he will. Of course he will. All right. Second key thing we learn from this passage is this, is that giving is not a money issue. It's a spiritual issue. 
Giving is not a money issue. It is a spiritual issue. See, so many people mistakenly think, you know, all the church wants is my money. Okay? Uh, look, that's just simply not true. Parkway Fellowship operates in the black. Okay? So it's not about the church. The truth is, it's about your heart. It's about your heart. See, money is an, indica- is an indicator of the condition of your heart. Look, God didn't want your money. God wants your heart. And, and you might not know this, but when God created the human body, there is a special nerve that starts at your heart and it goes all the way down to your wallet. Okay? Yeah. That's why sometimes it hurts a little bit, right? But what it really does is it's an indicator of where your heart actually is. Look what the Bible says. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, it says, Jesus is talking, he says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Which is why God commands that you and I give him a tithe, T-I-H-E, of our income. And what is a tithe? The word tithe, it's a Bible word. And the word tithe, it simply means first tenth that you're filling. It simply means first tenth. So what God says is that you and I are to give him the first tenth of our income. Look what the Bible says in Leviticus 27.30. It says, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees. And, and hold on, for most of these people in, in Old Testament times, most of them were agrarian. It was a farming society. And so for them, they were giving a tithe of whatever it was that produced income for them, okay? And so for us, it means whatever you do for a living, you know, whether you're an accountant or an engineer or a lawyer or an electrician or a waiter, a business owner, a pastor, a whatever, whatever it is that you do, whenever you make money, a tithe or the first tenth of it, what does the Bible say? It says it belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. And why? Why does God want you to tithe? Look at the next scripture. In Deuteronomy 14, 23, it says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Because remember, giving is not a money issue. It is a spiritual issue. Honestly, I don't know how I can say it any clearer than that. It's not about money, okay? It is about your heart because tithing teaches you to really put God first in your life. Look at this one. Malachi 3.10. God says, bring the full amount of your tithes to the temple. I'm just going to circle the two words, full amount. God says, bring the full 10% to the temple, okay? He says, not a, not a piece of your tithe, not a quarter of it, not half of it, but the full 10th. We're to bring it to the temple, which by the way, in our context is the local church. And so look, if you're sitting here and you're from out of town and you already go to church out of town, then you need to take your tithe to your church out of town. If you live here in this town, you go to this church, you bring it here. And why? It says this, so there will be plenty of food there, God says, Put me to the test. I want you to underline that. Put me to the test. This is the only place in the entire Bible where God says it's okay to test him. And the test is that you tithe, and then here's what God says he's going to do. He says, and you will see 
that I will open the windows of heaven and I want you to underline the rest of this and pour out on you in abundance all kinds of good things. That's what he's saying here. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to um, the people that work in our finance department. And I said to them, I said, you know, we're getting ready to do this tithing series in a few weeks. I said, about how many people in our church tithe? And I know you're kind of guessing because, you know, you don't know what people make. And so just, just in your best estimation, you know, from what you see, about how many families in our church tithe? I mean, is it like, like half? Is it more than half? And they just, they looked at each other and then they looked at me and they said, it's probably about one out of every eight families that tithe. I said, really? I said, okay, how many families in our church, like give at least something. And they said, well, now that number, including people that tithe, that number is probably like four out of eight. So one out of eight tithe, four out of eight, you know, give at least something. So here's what, what we want to do. To everyone listening, and even if you're listening online, okay, we're offering today, I'm offering you a three-month tithe challenge, okay? Here's the challenge. The challenge is this, is you give the first 10% of your income to God through this church. And after three months, if you can't say that in some regard that your life is better off, if you can't say that, then we will refund 100% of your money, no questions asked. Can't lose. Guaranteed. And why would I even offer something like that? I offer it because I believe. I believe God. I believe God when he says in Malachi 3.10 that he will bless your life. Now, hold on before somebody gets like all theologically wacko, all right? Understand this. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have more money. I mean, it might. But God doesn't say that you're necessarily going to have more money. He just says that he's going to bless your life. Now, I know a lot of people, when they start giving, they actually do end up with more money because they're more careful with their money. They spend less, they save more, and they get out of debt faster. It it, it does happen. But God's not guaranteeing that. And honestly, anybody who tries to guarantee you that is lying. God does say he'll bless your life. And what could that look like? It might mean that your marriage gets better. It might mean that your parenting improves. It might mean that you're finally getting through to your teenager. Or that you have a breakthrough with a a bad habit that you've been trying to break. Maybe it means your neighbor brings back that power tool. I mean, I don't know. All right? But in some regard, your life will get better. And if for some reason and you can say, you know what? I can't look at any part of my life and none of my life is better for this. Then you know what? Then we'll refund all of your money. No problem. But I'll tell you what. I've been doing this tithe challenge for years now. And you know what? I've never had a single person, not one, come back to me and say, I've done this and my life's not better. But I've had hundreds of families say our lives are dramatically better and it started when we started trusting God with giving so would you do that God says you trust me you do things my way and I will set in motion a domino effect that will not just bless you but it'll bless other people and and what could happen 
I, I sat down for a few minutes. I just quickly wrote down, if, if, if our church, if two out of eight families started tithing, if three out of eight, what if that number went to four out of eight families started tithing and seven out of eight families gave at least something, what could we do? What could, so I just started dreaming. I was like, okay, God, what could we do? Here's the quick list that I came up with. Whenever, first thing, whenever someone in our church loses their job, they won't have to go on a government program. We as a church could step in and make sure they never miss a mortgage payment, never miss an electric bill, never miss a meal. We don't need the government. We need God and we need our church family to step in and help people in our church family. We could do that for every single person that's here, okay? Here's another thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, uh, hold it. Okay, all right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Here's another thing we could do. We could take a thousand children in our school district who are on government lunch and we could sponsor them the entire summer long and make sure that they have at least one nutritious meal every single day because they won't have it because they're not in school. Here's another thing. Get this. Last year, this last year in 2016, we had 557 people accept Jesus Christ for the first time in their lives at the park. 557. How cool is that? Here's what we could do. We could, instead of having them request it, we could just automatically send them a study Bible and instructions on how to read it to help them get started in their Christian walk. We could do that. Here's something else. We get this. We could afford to give every startup church or every church that's expanding, we could afford to give every church a $5,000 gift and say to them, we're in this together. We're not in competition with one another. We're in this together to reach our community for Jesus Christ. Now, don't you think if we did that, don't you think that God would look down and he would start some sort of a huge domino effect in our, in our community if we started doing that? Absolutely he would. We could start in, another thing. We could start an internship program at this church where students who feel compelled and called to go into the ministry as a vocation, like we could teach them and give them an internship so they could start off with miles ahead of everybody else. I'm telling you, it'd be great. But get this, it all starts with you. It starts with you really trusting God and giving him that first 10% of your income. Because look, here's the thing. I believe that God can bless the 90% and it will go farther than that 100% in your own hands. 90% in God's hands goes farther than 100% in yours. Every time. I personally have experienced that to be true. And everybody I know that ties experience that to be true. So would you do that? Would you trust him? Because look, if God has the power to raise Jesus Christ from the dead, don't you think he's got the power to meet your budget? Well, of course he does. He's just asking you to trust him. And so for you, that trust might start with you trusting Jesus, not just with your money, but with your eternity. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to save you from your own sins, to forgive you so that you could go to heaven when you die, perhaps you should start there. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes where you can ask Jesus to come into your life to forgive you and commit your life to following him. If you've never prayed that prayer before or something like it, you can pray that prayer and do it today. But for the rest of us, for the rest of us, it starts by pushing over this first domino. It starts by saying, okay, God, I am going to trust you with giving. And when you do, 
and you do it God's way, it starts a domino effect in your life that will end up who knows where. But it begins with you. Now, make sure that you come here next week because next week you're going to hear from a family who gave in to fear and they did not trust God. And then one day they decided to give in to faith. And it changed their lives dramatically. That's next week. So bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about this today. And I, and I know, Lord, that it, it does. It has the capacity to make people uncomfortable. And the devil wants to use it to get people twisted and off center and off track and focus on the wrong thing. But Heavenly Father, help us to keep our focus on you and that you would call us to a deeper faith in you because, Lord, I know, and I know so many people already know, giving is not a money issue. It's a spiritual issue. And so help us to look at it and treat it with that kind of view. And bring us back next week, Father, so we can hear more of what you have to say. And in the meantime, give us the faith to step out and trust you. And ask you to do this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.